Hello and welcome to another episode of Empowered Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Abney, and I'm joined today with Marilyn Egan. Hey. <clears throat> Yay. Um, we are a podcast about living life more consciously. And so that's always the context of our podcast. And we're fortunate enough today to be joined by our special guest, somebody that we tried to get on the podcast last time and we got this time. Yes. <laughs> so glad you were able to be here. And I'll let you introduce Marilyn since Donald Leonard. Yes. Thank welcome, you, welcome, thank welcome. You. Hello, welcome. Talk about living consciously. I think he lives more consciously than anybody I know. Okay. So. That's saying something. That's saying something. <laughs> But it's true. He's going to be modest about it, but it's true. So. Perfect. Oh, I can't wait to dive in and, and like hear your perspective. You were you shared your book with us um, a couple of weeks ago, and I was in Sedona, and I was able to read a couple of chapters. And I last night I read a couple more. To, I think I finished four, and I just was like, I loved how you like shared your journey about how you woke up, and I you know have a similar journey. Yours is. Like seems to be, you really dove into it, <laughs> like the intensity, and I felt that through there, and I was like, "Wow, this is gonna be a really amazing conversation today." So I'm really, and you love Sai Baba, so I like, obviously, or you wouldn't put the quote ahead of every chapter. So what is the connection with Sai Baba that that caused you to do that? Because that my connection with Sai Baba. Um, once I I, gra I graduated from PT school at uh, WashU in 1990. And that's kind of when my spiritual journey started. And, you know, I got caught up with the Edgar Casey readings. Yes. And that, that gave me a whole lot of, um, you know, I was looking for answers for healing. I was looking for answers into religion. You know, I, was, I had been raised Catholic and things. And so it's like those things kind of both came together really well with Edgar Casey readings. And then I got um, <clears throat> connected with a teacher from the School of Metaphysics. In St. Louis, okay, and uh, she was teaching out of her home at the time, so I started taking cla those classes, and that's that's classes and everything as far as meditation, um, astral projection, remote viewing, dream interpretation, you know, all kinds of things, right? And so, <clears throat> my my life, my spiritual life was kind of exploding at that time, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got to the point where it was like it was a little overwhelming. There was all these different avenues to explore, you know. And I was like, well, what's what's the right avenue for me to take? What am what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to what, what's you know and stuff? And so actually, I had read in a book. It talked about that if you wanted a guru, which I figured like I need a guru. I need somebody who can really help me in my path and tell me what I need to do. You know, and stuff knows who I am internally, whatever. Um, I'd read in a book, and it said if you pray to God daily with sincerity. Right, so you play, pray daily with sincerity to God to send you a guru. Your prayer will be answered in less than a year. And so it's like I took that. And it's like okay, that's what I need. And so I started to uh, uh, pray daily with sincerity. <clears throat> and about um, a few months into it, I started to see. Uh, usually at the end of my meditation, is I'd, I'd offer this prayer up. And several months into it, I started to uh, see an image of this man. Um, you know, he was, he had a kind of a white beard, kind of a bald head. It was far off into the distance. And I could tell, it's like, well, oh, that's interesting, you know, and, and eventually over the months, he came closer and closer and closer. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, okay, this is, something's happening here, right? I don't know who this is, but it's, it's happening. It's coming closer. Uh, and then I had, um, an experience with, 
um, I had an out-of-body experience in meditation. And I flew to the Himalayas in my out-of-body state, and I met, flew into a mountain, and I met Babaji, right, the great immortal avatar that Paramahansa Yogananda has uh, uh, made very popular, right? <laughs> so he's there, and he tells me a few things about my life, and then he says, I'm not your guru, but you're going to meet your guru in less than a month. It's like, oh, wow, okay, thank you. You know, and I'm forever grateful for that because then it was like, okay, now I've got like some other validation of what's happening here, you know. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, in, in having read a lot of books and things and stuff, I was scheduled to go to Chicago for a zero balancing seminar, which is a type of body work, healing work. Um, by the by, by the end of that month was a four four day uh, uh, seminar. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, oh, so I'm going to like meet this strange man, some some <laughs> somehow miraculously, uh, you know, in uh, in Chicago or something. You know, I'll, I'll be able to eat, and he'll be like, hey, uh, hey, you know, and stuff. But that that never happened. But I had a whole lot of really big opening experiences uh, during that uh, those that that seminar that weekend. Very very large opening. So I came home. Uh, that was a Sunday night. I came home and I went to work that Monday. Monday night, I, uh, I after work, then I sat down uh, to meditate. And I've had been doing Kriya Yoga, which uh, which is uh, you know spinal breathing, energy up and down the spine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat to meditate. I've been doing my I did some of the breathing exercises, and then all of a sudden, this energy at the base of my spine, which I kind of describe as being like the size of a fire hose you know when you see all that power in a fire hose (laughs) and uh and it takes like several guys to hold that shot up my spine and out my head and it took me with it right i was out of my body i was now out of my body fully standing there and um I met a guide. There was a guide there, and he didn't say anything. He just said, you know, kind of had the motion follow me. So we started walking. We walked across the sands, um, and then there was like a little sand dune, and he stopped. He motioned for me to go over, and I walked over, and uh, there was Sai Baba. And, you know, he said, I'm your guru. (laughs) And then told me some other things, too, as far as as what was going on there in my life and what to do and things. And and, uh, that's how I got connected with him. That was in 1995. And just have had, I've never, I've never had the call when he was alive to go see him in India, um, but I've had a lot of dream experiences and meditation experiences. And then he, he guided me to two Western born gurus here in the United States who helped me out a lot. And uh, so that's, that was how I met him. And, and it's always interesting stories to feed uh, with uh, Sai Baba people to find out how did, they, how did, how did you get into his fold? How did you meet, how did you meet, you know, stuff and things. But uh, it was, it was that I had two, two, and to, or two faces popped on my computer screen right when computers first started. And I didn't understand what it was. One of them was Sai Baba. The other one was Charles Hanel, like his birthday. He's the guy that wrote Master Key System. He's from St. Louis. And those two are the only people that have appeared on electronics. But that's the one. And then Pat's the one, our friend Pat Jordan. Hey, mm-hmm. Pat. <laughs> She's the one that shared with me about the, like, the, for boot, sorry. Vabooty. And... That was like magical to me. And there was just something about his energy or his that I was just attracted to. I started to read the book. So if memory serves, he knew when he was going to transition, he just transitioned, right? Like it was a, yeah. am I making that up or? Yes. Uh, it was tw- 2014. Yeah. Like he just said, something this like is that. the date I'm transitioning. Yeah. And like he did. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but 
I've still, I still sense him. And like, um, right before the pandemic, he's the one that told me to go see Ama. And um, he's go see Ama in Los Angeles. And I Googled and she was literally there in two weekends. And so I went in November from that. And that was a life changing experience. Like being in that, that space. It was, it was confusing for people. He said he was going to use this body or this form until he was 96. And that was short. It's actually this next year would be his 96th year. And so a lot of people have had dream experiences. I've, I've, had, I've had several of them. Um, there's um, some of the, the Nadi prophecies in India, which were written down like 5,000 years ago, um, talk about him leaving twice meaning that there's the possibility that people see him returning in that form, kind of raising from the dead, basically, uh, for a short while, and then leaving. And then he comes back again in, in the third incarnation as Prima Sai Baba. The, f- the face that I had seen in my meditations was that of Shirdi Sai Baba, his prior incarnation. So there's three incarnations that he's doing at this time of transition uh, for people. And so he came as Shruti Sai Baba, Satya Sai Baba, and then the next incarnation will be as Prima Sai Baba, who I'm pretty sure is alive right now because I've seen him in my dreams as well. What's the, or- wow. what's the orange one with the... He's younger and the hair's like out to here. That's, that's Sai Baba. Okay. That's Satya Sai Baba. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. I just find that completely fascinating. Isn't it? <laughs> I know. Well, and I didn't know you had that connection, <clears throat> but I knew Donald um, did for all these years. So it's really interesting that yeah, we've come. I related here. a lot to what you were saying, like just how the it just was a, a mirror, it, yeah. a, a reflection, and like how you take in those steps. So, a lot of those things, I was really scared to move through those spaces. Um, how were how were like did were you just open to it, or was there any resistance in your life as you started to? Because the information you're receiving is so clear and so on point, like. Yeah, no, it's more. It was more at the time, um, you know, when I, when I had read, read some books about biographies of saints and things and stuff, and, and then experiencing these things. It was like, I want to, I want to experience this. I want to know the truth. I want to, I want to yeah. see what's possible. You know, if other people have experienced these things, then it's like, I want to, I want to, you know, see what potential is there to experience and things. And so it was just a matter of kind of moving forward into the truth and experiencing, uh, for experiencing sake, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of yeah. why we're here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've watched Donald all these years. I mean, we met many, many years ago. But all these years, study and study and study. And he's very gifted at taking an entire book of a very complex modality and explaining it to all of us in two hours. And he utilizes all this work, weaves it together in how he does his energy work. So I think that's that's extremely fascinating. But right now, I'm, I'm really loving the DNA work, the DNA activations, and the story you have that goes with how you pulled this together. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, so... Um 
you know, during during the uh, lockdown, it was like I've been exposed to the DNA activation work many years ago. It's been around for like you know twenty years or so. Yeah. But my initial exposure wasn't that good with the people and things like. Eh. But during lockdown, I kept getting the synchronicities. Like uh, it's kept coming out over and over and over. So it's like okay, I get the point. I need to take a deep dive into this, see what's really going on here. You know. Um, so I did that. You know, read a lot of books. Uh, listen to some podcasts and YouTube videos and things and stuff. And uh, kind of what I came up with was, <clears throat> you know, there's there's a lot of transitions occurring at this time, right? We got we got the Piscean Age going into the Aquarian Age, right? Every 2,160 years, that, that big transition occurs. And then, of course, you know, for, for the whole zodiacal sign there, we go back 25, 26,000 years when that happened. You know, so we got that happening. Um, the... Uh, Mayan calendar, right? That ended in 2012. That was a 25,000 year cycle. So, so 23,000 BC to the present, another 2,000 years, right? That cycle ends, and now we're starting a new cycle. There is a uh, there's a prophecy or a cycle built into uh, the Great Pyramid that a lot of people don't know about, right? And that's that goes from 10,500 BC up to, and that ends in the year 2038. 2038. Wow. So that's a 12,500 year cycle. We're 17 years away from. If you take if you take 12,500 years, double it. That's 25,000 years. That's the same as the Mayan calendar, right? So so we got all these cycles ending, and new cycles beginning. And what these new cycles are supposed to be about, you know, they're talking about people are talking about ascension and new energies entering the planet. You know, we've had energies entering the planet. A lot of psychics and channelers talking about that for years, you know. And one way to look at that is, uh, you know, the first crop circle appeared like in 1972, right? And then in the 1980s and the 90s, they really exploded and then they got more and more complex. These are the, some of the energies that are entering the planet. You know, I kind of think of those as like large electromagnetic raindrops, you know, three-dimensional energies yeah. that are entering the planet. And then we get a little two-dimensional image of it, you know, but these are the energies entering the planet. And so they've been there and they've been going on. And it's like, here's this actually a 40-year time period of trial. These energies have been in the planet and we had the opportunity to choose if we would work with them, right? So a lot of people, you know, started, you know, doing some inner work and there was, uh, you know, it seemed like in the 80s and 90s there was a, there was a new seminar <laughs> or workshop every weekend. People were exploring and doing things, you know. We had, exactly. we had Borders bookstores and Barnes & Noble had a spirituality section and esoteric wisdom and then it was on <laughs> Oprah. So it, it really came much more into the, the knowledge of, of, of the greater hum humanity, you know. But it's like how many people really changed, how much did it really change uh, society, right? And so we've had this 40-year trial and testing period. 40 is a very common number in the Bible, right? We got like 40 years. 40, 40, year, uh, 40 years of uh, you know, the Israelites moving. Uh, Jesus spent 40 days, you know, they reigned mm -hmm. for 40 days and 40 nights, nice. you know. So four represents overcoming our lower nature. It's a trial and testing period to overcome our lower nature. And then the longer time period is, is just more intense thing, right? So overcoming, in one, one way you can think of it is it's overcoming our lower four chakras, the lower three and then the lower part of the heart chakra. And so here we've gone through this trial and testing period in the world, in society for 40 years. And now the energies several years ago, probably 2015 or so, <clears throat> 
those energies got to the point where it was, okay, you've, you've been tried, you've been tested, you had the opportunity to choose, now you don't have the opportunity to choose anymore. Now it's going to happen to you, no matter what. So if you're not prepared, you know, it's going to be like the book of Revelation where, oh, now everything is, is earthquakes and, and, and volcanoes and things and all kinds of up, 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 uplifting, up, you know, uproar going on in your lives. But we don't have the opportunity. It's going to start changing things that we didn't clear out that we were supposed to, and so it's coming in through the. It's coming into the planet. These energies, these new frequencies, and it's coming into us, coming into our bodies. And the way it comes into our bodies is from the crown chakra, and then it's going to work its way down to the lower vibrations. So it came into the upper crown chakra, the 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 cerebral chakras you know, probably like in 2015 or so. And so that really relates to our, our thoughts, right? Creation of our thoughts and looking at what kind of, what, what are we doing with our thoughts? What, what has been underground that we haven't been thinking about, haven't been paying attention to, right? So what, what happened in the world? Well, we got Black Lives Matter movement, the Me Too movement. We had uh, looking at police brutality. We've got looking at... Um, uh, oh, the, like the Confederacy. How do you look at those symbols and things like that and stuff? You know, so we got all these things about, yeah, these things are going on, but it's like now they're going to be in your face because you really have to address them, right? In, in regards to how you think about these things, right? And then, so that was, you know, 2015 or so. Then around 20, late 2018, 2019, well, and then of course, then it goes down to, into the uh, throat and talk, talking about those things, people becoming empowered in their voice and, and, and saying what they need to do. Then it come down deeper, and around 2019, it entered into the heart, right into the heart chakra, right? So everything, all the karmas that you haven't cleared out, all the issues that you haven't cleared out are going to get cleared out of there. And so what happens? We have a pandemic, right? <laughs> what, does, what does COVID affect? It affects the heart and the lungs mm. first. It certainly can affect the whole body, but that was the respiratory system that was the main factor. That's one that kill you. And then, of course, mm. it affects... Uh, the world now, uh, the world, entire world population, right? So it's like some karmic things, some issues you can cl clear out energetically and they get released. Other things you have to clear out through the body because it has to come all the way through and manifest from, you know, the higher levels through the body and out. And so we have COVID and we have all kinds of a variation in that as far as how people get sick and things and what's going on there. And so I think the lesson there is uh, what what's the lesson for for the heart chakra? It's like we're all one people on one planet, right? Right. Right. It doesn't matter race, color, religion. Doesn't matter borders, right? Right. What what COVID taught us is that we're we're all affected equally. You know, I mean, uh, obviously, some things came up showing how you know with with healthcare and things and stuff, people aren't affected equally, right? And it's like those things need to be addressed. And it's like, that's coming up, you know? But as far as that goes, it's like, we're all one people on one planet, right? And that's what's going on there. And so that was 2019. And then just really probably a month or so ago, um, I felt the energy start to go a little deeper. It started going down past the respiratory diaphragm and now it's working its way down into the solar plexus. Right, and so now we're going to have solar plexus stuff coming up individually, but also you know collectively. And so the solar plexus usually think of you know when we when we're coming up the chakras like, well, this is self empowerment. This is this is you know getting your own power right as an individual, but that's selfish or self centered, right? And so the opposite of that would be well, if we recognize that we are one people on one planet, then it's a matter of okay, 
how do we how do we serve others right instead of being selfish self-centered how do we serve Mm -hmm. and so it's a matter of okay once you have enough now how can you serve others you know and uh, certainly we we should have learned we can learn that too as far as uh, like the the covid Um, if we don't help other countries it's just going to keep going around the world and look at look at what happened with the delta variant that came from india right and so as it's as it was freely circulating there it became more more infectious more virulent right and so it's like we got to help these other countries in that and so it's a matter of time to start clearing out solar plexus chakra stuff for ourselves and then also you know as a society you know as a society in politics business you know religion everything as far as like all this stuff that has been all self-centered in the past is now going to come up into our faces and be be shown. It's like, okay, here, you need to look at this stuff now and start to change this stuff. Fascinating perspective. Like, like yes. yes. I just want to stand <laughs> up and applaud. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, where do you, because it also activated hate. It's I think it's clearing hate. But like, and what mm-hmm. you said, through the body, yeah. like not just, but like it's got to come through. Where do you see? How does that affect? Why are people so hateful? Like, why is that? Why is that activated and made people just like screw logic, screw like, <laughs> yeah. screw what I'm see, like, and not even be able to like literally in your face tell you, I don't believe X when X is like. Like what do you do? It's, yeah, it, it's the resistance, right? We we all resist change, and it's that resistance of pushing back because we don't want change. And so the way things have been, as soon as you start to push on them, as soon as you start to change, and the whole vibrational thing is going on, it starts to push back. And so that's what we're seeing. And so the old uh, analogy of you know uh, when a crop comes up and it's it's growing fully and it's ready. Uh, for harvest, well, that's all the time when the weeds are the highest. And you can gr- see them, you can grab them, you can p- pull them out by the roots, right? And so what we got going on right now is with the harvest, wow. the weeds are also coming up. So we can see everything that we haven't acknowledged or it was, was, was we were allowing to right. just kind of live underneath, you know, it's like, oh yeah, that happens, but we let's, let's not pay attention to that, right? Now it's like, it's so obvious it's coming up now, now, now we have to change it. So if that's also coming from within us, are we dealing with like clearing the ego? All our yeah, all our issues are going to come up as well, yeah, right. And be magnified, and and so that we can see them clearly. Look, come look in your dreams, you know, your dreams mm-hmm. are going to manifest that and show you what you need to work on and what needs to get cleared. <sighs> yeah. What in- so as ego balances, I don't know that it will move out. Will. What do you see? Do you see it moving out or do you see it being calm and peaceful and being of service to us in some way? Um, I, I see the ego as two things. There's, the, there's the, the real ego, which is the deepest level of mind, which is the separation from spirit. So it's that yes. feeling of separation, right? Yeah. That's at the deep soul level, right? Mm-hmm. That's the real ego. And then you got like the lower personality ego, you know, yeah. which can undergo change and things like that. But uh, okay, so yeah, so it's, part it's a lot of it's going to go aside, and the other part's going to become more of service to us, so that we can do our work on the earth. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so along with that, there is you know uh, this comes from the cryon material, but he talked about how 
Um, in the past, the pituitary gland, which relate to the third eye, the pituitary, the hypothalamus, that's been called the master gland because it controls so many endocrine functions of the body. Mm-hmm. That now is going backwards and it's going to go into the pineal gland. Yeah. And so the pineal gland is going to be the new master gland of the new race. And the pineal gland, of course, relates to the crown chakra. So spirit is going to be in charge of our bodies as opposed to us being in charge of our bodies or our brain or, you know, right. And so this is coming down, that spiritual energy is coming down, our higher selves, you're sending up, you know, if we're talking about it, whatever, ascension, you know, coming up into more of, you know, a soul connection and expressing that through the body. Nice. When you were jarring or stating those timelines, I was like, where was I at in 2015? Like, right. where was I at? Like, I had literally... 2014, the last four months of it, I had been sick for a, a couple of years and didn't really know what was going on. I found out I was, I was diagnosed with HIV. And that was like the flat line point of my entire life. I lost everything. I had no insurance. Like I had no money for six months. It was all that and didn't start rebounding until 2015. Mm-hmm. So when you were saying that, that. Do you know what we were doing in 2015, this exact time? That's when you helped me with the Peace Place. It was six years ago now. It was 2015, October of 2015, that we closed on the Peace Place. And then you jumped in and started channeling. Yeah, you're right. Abraham. Yeah. It was 2014 is when I found out. And then 2015, the beginning of 2015. Is when you started to heal. Yeah. Yeah. And the real estate thing happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. And then now... I'm getting the most powerful thing is like I'm I'm committed to being a ninja of neutral, <laughs> like just being neutral, being the space of neutral, so that whatever's going on with folks, they just pause and can see it instead of being in that reactory mm-hmm. state. So that tied into what you just said about that coming back down to be re-realized or reimagined on Earth. Like, yeah. okay, going. Go ahead. I was going to say, so yeah, so going, so going then down into uh, the solar plexus is kind of like, okay, so what's going to happen there then? Or it's like, you know, the solar plexus is, uh, you know, we talk about uh, 70 to 80% of our immune system is in our solar plexus and in our intestines. So as this comes down, now we might see uh, it possibly ramifications of COVID worldwide. How's, how's this going to affect people worldwide? Well, maybe the ramifications of COVID affecting the immune system is people are going to start having all kinds of digestive issues coming up, all kinds mm-hmm. of digestive problems coming up because now the immune system and the digestive system is going on there. That can affect the kidneys, the liver, the back, you know, has, that, that's as far as the karma expressing through uh, the body. Um, I, I also kind of get a feeling of that, you know, there's a connection there with our nervous system as far as being the, uh, the, the, the gut brain. And so some kind of nervous yeah. system problems coming up arising well, as well. The toxicity, like we have to, we'd have to, de- if you're really going to get to the root of that, you got to deal with what the toxicity going in, like right. and yeah. the yeah. whole system that we have to nourish ourselves. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm seeing some of that already um, in my clients. But I'm also really heavily drawn to working with vagus nerve, the parasympathetic system to bring balance into all of this. And the gut, the part of a vagus nerve that is in the gut. Yeah. Um, lost my train of thought there. 
What is the biggest nerve for you? Like, what does it do in your healing process? Yeah, in your healing process. When you said that, like... Vagus nerve is a big part of what we call the parasympathetic nervous system. That's the one here? It it starts, they all, it's a cranial nerve. Vagus nerve is a cranial nerve. It starts in the brainstem and comes down through the neck and the throat. And and it's in your face also. It supplies all of your internal organs. Yeah. And it's the connection between it your brain, your organs, and then your organs communicating back to your brain. And it has evolved over time. It has changed from ancient times. But it's it wants homeostasis in your system. It Balance. wants you to be calm and peaceful and everything work together is really what it's about, is calming that fight or flight. It's the counterbalance to the fight Getting or flight. Getting out of survival. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So getting yeah. back now, I thought, remember, yes. the DNA activation, right? Yes. This <laughs> is what it's all about as far as, um, and this kind of comes from a lot of the crying work, but other people's work. And, and he talks about, you know, for thousands and thousands of years, uh, most of humanity has been functioning like at a 33% expression of their DNA, right? It's been very limited. So it's like, well, most of humanity is there. And, and, and so as we move into this new human, it's going to start to expand. Well, that's most of humanity, not all of humanity, right? There's been a lot of people that have expressed greater proportions of their DNA in the past. And we call these saints, sages, mystics, advanced yogis, these people that could seemingly do things that are beyond normal physics and whatnot and, and live longer and and heal and, and know things and be connected to spirit in such a way. And so the whole of humanity is going through by activating this DNA, which is occurring naturally through the... Uh, uh, through the energies that are coming in, and then if we can assist that, you know, ride that like a ride that ride that like a wave, uh, you know, we can clear out our own stuff, and this helps in that. And what I found is that also, you know, researching is that um, because it's the new energies, frequencies entering the planet, entering us, it's like uh, vibrations really help with this. So vocal toning, tuning forks. Um, uh, Crystal bowls, singing bowls, gongs, all kinds of vibroacoustic things help in clearing out these old vibrations, bringing in the new vibrations so that this DNA can get activated. Uh, Another way that we know that um, with DNA activation is um, like people that have had spontaneous remissions in the past. Right? right, it's like they have a they have a incurable disease, and all of a sudden something happens in their consciousness, and for a short while, their DNA gets activated to a much higher extent, and its natural ability to heal, which is what we're supposed to all have, you know, kicks in, and and oh man, the, the you know the disease is gone. Um, I go back to um, uh, I think this occurred like twenty two thousand years ago, back in that timeline, you know, Noah, um, for for Bible people. Uh, when he heard the voice of God say, hey, there's a, there's a flood coming up, he was 500 years old, right? And yeah. it took him 50 years to build the ark. And then he lived another 400 years after that. And all his ancestors had lived that long also. But then after that flood occurred across the whole planet, a little while later, all of a sudden, you know, I think that's when the DNA got kind of deactivated and the lifespan shortened, you know. And we've been kind of dealing with that, living with that now for a while. And so it kind of go, getting back to, you know, what's, what's, what is the actual, you know, length of time we can live and be productive? You know, there's, there's always stories about, you know, uh, yogis in the Himalayas that are like 250 years old. And you, people go, oh, that's just the stories and that's just mythos. Well, or is it? 
are they actually that old? You know, right. is that more of what is natural when we're connected to spirit and we can live that long? We're just so used to, you know, people getting sick and dying at 75 or something. Well, because the way we practice life right now with the 40-hour work week and, mm-hmm. and the feeling like a slave to your job mm-hmm. until you can retire, then <laughs> Go sit we and can't die. live. <laughs> we can't live that long doing living that way. And toxicity. Right? We, got, and toxicity. we got toxic water. We got toxic food. Yes. We got toxic air. We got Everything is toxic. And so it's like our DNA has to kick back on so these things aren't going to affect us anymore so that it's right. natural ability to, to, to reproduce and keep us healthy and take care of diseases is, is better. Right. Yeah. That's, it's the only answer. And then we'll live connected and we'll be living out our passions. We'll be working in ways that doesn't feel like work, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how it feels to me. Do you see into other folks' energy fields? Like, yeah. can you, okay, do you can see like, okay, they're clicking here. Do you like deal with levels of consciousness like Hawkins? Yeah, I'm aware mm-hmm. of his work. Yeah, I've done readings from the Akashic Records since 94. Wow. So, yeah. One of, I mean, I've been in a mastermind for about a year and a half now, and um, it's all based off of his work. Um, his name is Matthew Ferry, and he was one of his protégés, or one, he was his protégé. And he, after he passed, his work transferred over to him. So I'm, I'm in the mastermind, that's all we do is consciously raise the level of our vibration mm-hmm. in a group of people. Mm-hmm. And like when you're talking, even though you're not saying that, like I'm feeling that, like that same sort of process and, you know, where I, I know where I was at the beginning of it and where I'm at now. And how things, there's, it's just a different experience of life. It's like, the world can be falling around around me. And I'm like, I'm not scared. I've faced really deep fears in this space. Once you understand, like, what happens on the other side of facing a fear, makes you want to run to all of them and go, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, let's go. (laughs) Like, let's go. So, like, when you're talking, that brings that that sense of that feeling up like so what do you see like that's next for us as humanity i think just that we're we're going to we're moving into the new you know where these old cycles are ending we're coming into a new cycle now how fast that's going to occur is that going to occur in our lifetime next hundred years you know next two to whatever something um so if if our if all of a sudden everyone starts to wake up, their DNA starts to wake up, and we have, you know, all of these great saints and sages on the planet, it's going to be much different, you know? And it's always predicted that there was like to be a thousand years of peace coming, you know? And so it's like all those people that aren't in that alignment are probably going to leave the planet. Um, there's the guy, is it Michael Newton? Um, the, no, is it the Life Between Lives or the, the Future? Yeah, I think so. He's the hypnotist, hypnotherapist. Oh, Weiss? No, no. I think it's Michael Newton, and, Michael? and he took a whole bunch of people and hypnotized them. And he does also do, like future life progressions. He'll t- take oh. them into a future life and to get information about their present life. And then, unknown to them, he t- started to take everyone like into uh, the same dates, uh, certain dates in the future to say, "What do you see? Are you alive? Are you are you not alive? Can you see what's going on in the planet?" And they all came back and said this like the same thing. It's like in the very near future, there's a lot less population on the planet. You know, a lot of people have left. And, you know. Do you think that that's because, this is a great question. I'm just going to ask you. So I I have guides too. They they show me it's like the, it's a dimensional thing. 
And some people are going to stay on this earth plane and still keep working out their 3D stuff. But there's just not an option. Like the people that are ready to switch over into the new earth, it's this earth, but it's a dimensional thing. I don't really understand it physically, but energetically, it's completely separate. Yeah, or we're like where or they'll be here, and those those people that can't, <gasps> and they wouldn't see us, or well, or yeah, we're just like we're going from actually we got like a four dimensional Earth right now, right? We got uh, we got three dimensions of space and one of time, time. and mm-hmm. then we're moving into the fifth dimension, which is multi-dimensional, which is more of our multi-dimensional na- nature. So you can experience things multi-dimensionally, yeah. interdimensionally, right. you know, and 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 go from there. Yeah, and so those people that I think that aren't ready for that experience on the planet, which is what the planet's getting ready for those might be the ones that are leaving yeah okay. wow and we'll so stick around for another 800 years <laughs> <laughs> well if disease doesn't live and we're right our body doesn't age anymore um i know whatever it is is all perfect just one put that in it is it's in divine order yeah absolutely like order. i refuse to think anything's wrong yeah but that can be scary for somebody listening that may not have multiple awarenesses or whatever, wherever they're at. Just it's all everybody's perfect. okay exactly where they are. Exactly. We're all expressions of the same exact thing. There is no separation, you know. So <sighs> Yeah. We're just not gonna live in that. Do divine. what's in front of you to do. You yeah. know, do what yeah. do what's in front of you to do and, and what's coming up and, and yeah. Well what yes. can we do to soothe or like when you said toning we talked a little bit about that at the beginning, probably before we started recording, but like share a little bit about that and maybe give an example of that as we kind of close out for today. And I just want to say, you got to come back again, um, seriously, because uh-huh. there's just so much value here. Like, I just want to keep continuing to have this conversation, <laughs> but like for now, yeah, let's, I, yeah. I found, I found vibration, vibration is a really powerful tool. And so vocal toning, which is basically using the, uh, uh, vowel sounds, and and this comes from the work of Jonathan Goldman, who's the sound pioneer, relating the different vowel sounds to the different chakras. It's a good way to energize your chakra and to clear out whatever is you know whatever no longer serves you. Okay. Um, how are you doing in time? What do we got to do? We got plenty. Just do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's do. Um, let me see here. Let's do the the shorter version. Of the, it. the shorter yeah. version. Okay. So what I'm going to do, and we might have to watch the uh, the volume here. <laughs> um, the uh, I'm going to do. I'll do a tone for each chakra. We're going to start at the crown chakra, and the intent is to energize that and clear out. And then, having opened the crown, we'll move down through the other chakras into the body. And then, when I get through with all those, what I'll do is I'll do a couple then of uh, it's it's a combination of moving through the, from the top down to the bottom up. After that, okay. Okay. Right. yours. So. So if you're listening at home, just kind of open up, just to feel the vibration, open up to uh, spirit coming into that. We'll start at the crown.
solar plexus. And that would have been a powerful podcast too, (laughs) just saying. But thank you so much for being here. Really, really, really huge blessing for all of us. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Um, He will be back. Absolutely. (laughs) And he's at the Peace Place occasionally too. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Got to get that visit. (sighs) Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're going to go get ourselves together. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. Really, really appreciate it. I know you got value out of today. And um, just want to say thank you again for being here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Donald. Look forward to the next one. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.